all I can say is we're cursed. Fucking cursed. Yeah. What have we said before? In order for us to have anything good and succeed in life, Joe Namath needs to pass. Welcome to Breaking Down the Tape. Ah, God. You mean to breaking our hearts? Yeah, to rupturing our Achilles. This is, I just don't even, like, in pre, just a loss for words. Hector said it, and he's a thousand percent right. It should just be about an hour episode of us just crying to each Uh, other. (laughs) I might just cut it here and just play a track of tears for fucking for fucking an hour long. And there you go. That's the episode. Uh, Hector, we're fucking cursed. Uh, obviously, obviously we're talking about week one in the NFL. Um, we'll go through some games, you know, talk about some matchups and stuff. But uh, obviously all of the heartbreak we're talking about is the Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers, let's, let's just start with the Jets. Let's just get it out of the fucking way. Um, Aaron Rodgers comes out to fucking with the greatest entrance in all of sports. The most iconic entrance. You had the lights off going crazy. The fans going crazy. The teams on the field. It is nine 11 in New York on in MetLife stadium. The whole world is watching this. This man comes running in with the American flag and the spotlight on him. And it was just like, it was book written. It was at that point you saw this and every Jets fan across the entire world was like, there is absolutely no way we don't go to the Super Bowl. Bro, if you watch, if you watch the opening to that game and Hector put it right, there's nothing we can do to like, explain to you if you missed it, which most people I'm sure didn't, right? This is one of the more highly anticipated games of the season. Fucking turning off the lights. They were they handed out um glowing wristbands to to all the Jets fans, you know, in the stadium. So lights are off and all you see is this green this sea of twinkling green just lighting up Jet Life Stadium. Fucking 1970s throwbacks, which by the way, that should be the uniform. I'm done with everything else. I want homes that are the whites, those clean whites with the green helmet and throwback logo. That's the logo from now on. That's the home uniform. And I want the aways to be stealth black. Period. End of story. White and black. Done. Anywho, besides that rant, because those are fucking beautiful uniforms, just the anticipation, like watching that, like Hector said, fucking 9-11 Aaron Rodgers running out to a dark stadium with fucking just green lights roaring. Meeting soft Gardner in the middle and doing oh. the perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. Bills get the ball first. Jets force a punt. And then. Oh, well, before we get to the end, and then fucking Brees Hall takes off for like 60 fucking yards because fuck ACL tears. You can go fuck yourself. Um, and, and then, and then we got the end then, and then four. Yeah. Rogers got one series in, you know, we punted the ball away. Yes. Second series, he comes back and the first fucking, oh God, 
Yep. I don't even want to talk about it. Yep. And and I I get it. Um, they're making up. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of these analysts now are trying to make animosity between the coaches and Aaron Rodgers and stuff saying, Oh, Aaron Rodgers was upset with the coaches for the play that they picked because he's not a fan of, um, you know, the, of the, of the, of the, of the, the blocks like that. And, and he wants to be able to extend the play if he needs to, I, I stop trying to make it where, you know, you're trying to make the team against each other. That's one. These analysts constantly do that shit. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers that, doesn't like the play, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers was calling his own plays. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't calling a single right. play until Zach Wilson hit the field. Right, and look, I, I find that narrative to be extremely weird. Now, obviously, you know, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We're not in the locker rooms. We're not in the film sessions and stuff. But I find it highly weird with the entire shift in Aaron Rodgers' personality. Like, we've seen when Aaron Rodgers was unhappy with the coaching staff. Even if it's just offensive line coaching staff. We've seen how he is when he's upset. So to say that, oh, yeah, he's been upset with the O-line coach this entire time because on three-step drops, he wants you know them to stay up instead of cup blocks, but the O-line coach wants the cup blocks, and that's what led to this injury. Blah, 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 blah. That's such a weird narrative given we haven't seen any of that animosity. We haven't seen any, like, no, I disagree. I just, I, it's, this is, I'm sorry, this is turf-based, A. And B, as devastating as this is, it's football. It, injuries happen, and it sucks that it happens to us, but it's the sport. And one can make a better argument that it's not the cup block, but it, that it's the fucking turf field because it's like there's a study done. It's like 33% higher lower body injuries occur on turf fields than on natural grass fields. So that's really where the conversation should be and not at this faux coaching argument. And at the same time, you can kind of put a little bit of blame on Rodgers. You know it's a three-step drop. You yeah. know there's no chance once that lineman does that cut block of extending a play. You right. have to get rid of the ball. It right. is meant on a three-step drop to look at one person and right. one person only, and you either are going to hit that throw or just get rid of the fucking ball. Right. So you can put blame on Rodgers for holding on to the ball, right? then turning and seeing Floyd coming, trying to extend the play, and then his foot gets – you can see it. His foot did not want to slide out from oh. under him, and you can just see it stuck there, and it just – pop you can you can see it fucking ripple oh ah ah so anyway and you can see it in his face he's like i can't believe this is happening right now like yeah, yeah all of all of the stadium just like here at the house sarah poor my poor wife she has no idea to handle how to handle like tense situations so she laughs so she's sitting over there like nervous laughing because like the wind has audibly left my body like it i see Aaron Rodgers bro i felt every jets fan's agony oh my god instantly my house went quiet too i was like no way and christy just looks at me and i look at christy the house was quiet i felt every other jets fan in the entire world just i felt their pain and misery at the same i'm like this did the whole stadium was just in complete shock. Like this is not happening. Again, like yeah, like I said, it was it was audible. Like you could audibly hear the gut punch across fucking New York fans. 
worldwide. It was absurd. And, and then he, they're like, he's got to go to the blue tent. And I'm like, oh, no. Then he's getting I was like, it has car. to be like, an ankle. Oh, no. It doesn't look that bad. Until they zoomed in and you can see the pop. I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. It's probably an ankle tweak. Peyton's like, yo, just tape it up and get back out there. I'm like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But then once you saw that replay, that slow zoomed in replay, and you just see the calf just pop. You see, the, I'm just like, no fucking way. It's just, we can't have anything good. It's been eight years since a Jets quarterback has started the entire season. Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2015. It has been eight fucking years since we have had a solid quarterback. We had, you know, they, first of all, the Jets didn't even know what to do. They had built the entire game plan against the Bills based off of Rodgers playing that game. They wanted a three-wide receiver set. You know, mm-hmm. they, they had um, they, they had no uh, contingency plan for this happening and having to put Zach Wilson back in. Once Zach Wilson back in, Nathaniel Hackett had to come down from the booth to the field so he can start calling plays for Zach Wilson. They had to change from a three-wide receiver set to now – Two running backs, adding extra tight ends. You're only running two wide receiver sets. You're trying to figure out a way to just pound the ball down their throats with Delvin Cook and Brees Hall. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully Zach Wilson could just make the most mediocre throws to just get us by. And granted, it didn't start off good. It did not start off good. We're like, here it goes again. Fucking Zach Wilson's doing his dumb shit. You know, not com- making the easy throws right now. He did have an ugly interception that he Matt blatantly didn't just even move. Matt yeah, he... sat down in the zone that he was playing and never moved, and the ball never moved right to him. But, <laughs> but he corrected himself. No, he made he made key third down throws that helped us continue a bunch of drives. He he made he scrambled. He he tried not to take he only took two sacks that entire game. He scrambled, he got out of the pocket, he threw the ball away. He threw All the right, one pick. I will give you. He I threw the ball away a lie. He threw the one pick, but he was throwing the ball away. You know, when he saw that he was in trouble, he was just chucking that bitch somewhere else. You gotta give credit where his credit is due. He hit Alan Azar. For a great third down, it was like a third and 12. He had Garrett Wilson on like this third and 11, like deep third and whatever yardage, and he's making these key throws. The touchdown to Garrett Wilson should have been a pick. That was a, a bad. It was it wasn't, God, thank you, Garrett Wilson's a god. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers-type throw, but Aaron Rodgers would have put it on the back shoulder like, he, like, he did, like he did in the Giants game. Yeah, He just needs to work on that. But Garrett Wilson did Garrett Wilson things. So you got to give credit where credit is due to Zach Wilson and keeping them in this game and not, you know, fumbling the ball, turning the ball over and such. They kept it in the game. The run game did what they had to do. The defense did what they had to do. And we still managed to pull this win out. Like we, it, it, and, and just to think with the way the defense played, with the way this entire team played, if Aaron Rodgers would have never gotten hurt, and oh. he played this entire game. This, We're dropping 30 on the Bills. It, it, 40. We're putting a 40 piece. Uh, you're telling me that if the defense played exactly the way that they did, 
and Aaron Rodgers, this is a 40-piece game easy. The Bills the Bills are, like, you know, everyone's, you know, on Tuesday morning, you know, all the way to now, everyone's like, oh, don't worry. It was, you know, it was a fluke that the Jets won. The Bills are still on top, blah, blah, blah. If Aaron Rodgers played this game, everyone's telling you that the Bills are back to, back to obscurity from whence they came. And 100% it's true. If Aaron Rodgers plays this game, this is, this is such, like, I would have I would have had a call out of work because and let me tell you how by the way I watched this game so I watched it mostly at home I had to go to work I was trying to listen to it on my phone at my job I don't have great service so fucking like I ran inside into my muster room to watch it on the TV and fucking and I get in there um uh Josh Allen had just thrown his third interception to Jordan Whitehead and I'm like fuck yes fuck yes so then fucking I see Garrett Wilson make his acrobatic ungodly fucking touchdown catch i'm sitting there screaming it's a fucking tie ball game and that oh no 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 that's a lie i had seen josh allen fumble and the jets go up by three and then like buck 40 left and my sergeant comes in so we got to turn off the tv because now we're in briefing so i'm like fuck so he comes in he gives briefing it's like two minutes three minutes long and he's like hanging around and i'm like yo sorry like I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like, are you done with briefing? And he's like, yeah, why? I'm like, cool. It's 11 o'clock. It's like 11.01. We still have 30 minutes before we have to be on post. Can you fucking leave so I can turn the game back on? And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm always on post early. So now I'm going to scumbag it for a day and watch this game to the better end. I turn on the TV. We're in overtime. Jets kicking off against the Bills. I'm like, oh, no. No, no. They're going to win. They have the ball first. I know. The dink, the field goal dink. I'm like, what in the bad luck the Jets get? That they kick this field goal and it dinks and still goes in. And then I'm like. I didn't even see that until afterwards. I didn't know how that field goal played out until afterwards. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, we, first of all, first of all, we, we, you know, they get the ball. And I'm like, oh, just defense 140. They're not even getting to the 50 yard line. Sauce Gardner, as great as he is, didn't have the greatest game. I mean, no. uh, 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 Stephon Diggs, Diggs to only like 62 yards. So that's not. Yeah, but he, it, it was, it's it, the stat line looks good. It was like six or seven catches for 62 yards. Five, but think, if yeah. you're watching the game, Stephon Diggs made a point to try to embarrass. Gardner and granted, it's not going to happen to Sauce Gardner every single time. He is right. going to get caught once in a while. This yeah, wasn't so his happened. greatest game. This was not his greatest game. But the way people are trying to bash Sauce Gardner, like, oh, everybody thinks he's so great and he just got schooled. Stop yourself. Stop, Stop yeah, yourself. That. Every dog has their day. Every yeah. dog has it's their Stephon day. Diggs, one of the better receivers in the league. Although I disagree with you that it wasn't, his, and I don't think it was his best game. But I don't think it was. I think it was a good game overall. But I don't think Stefan Diggs schooled him or had his number or anything like that. Stefan Diggs had a good game himself, but he was only held to five catches and 62 yards. So You know, they, they get down the field, they go into overtime. I'm like, fuck, man, we're going to lose this. We're going into overtime. We're going to lose this now. And they got the ball back. But the defense did what they had to do in one drive. Mm-hmm. And then the undrafted rookie, Xavier Gibbs, does – the unthinkable bro i was screaming bro i had the foreign exchange students sleeping on the couch christy's laying there it's like 
almost midnight now. And he gets the ball. And I'm like, okay, that's a nice move. Yep. Okay. And then the sea just parts and I'm like, there's no fucking, I got so loud. Christy started yelling at me like, shut up. You're, you're so loud. I'm like, fuck this. Fuck this. Bro, <laughs> I was screaming, screaming. He comes, he fucking, like you said, he shimmy, he shakes, and then he hits the sideline and there's not a single Bills player to be found. They had a perfect wall of Jets players just mm -hmm. throwing bodies around. Throwing and then I bodies. hate, I hate uh, uh, these analysts, these fucking analysts with their fucking, the, the hatred they have for the Jets. Uh, oh, the they tripping. didn't call the tripping call over there by the 45-yard line. Motherfucker, watch the play. The guy threw his body. He was in a full dive. Mm-hmm. Caught a little bit of the block. The dude tried to jump over him and tripped over his leg. He didn't try to wrap his I leg around him. He, tried to, he wasn't on the floor skills. trying to kick his leg up. Mm -hmm. No. He tried to jump over him, caught his feet, and, and it was a perfect block. I love how people show the fucking still of the guy trying to jump over his legs. And they're like, oh, see, he's tripping. No. Watch the fucking block in full. He clips him with the shoulder as, like you said, he's fucking hauling himself at him. And the guy's trying to jump and does trip over his legs, but he's not laying on the ground kicking at him. Shut the fuck up with this bullshit. But no, bro, he scores. And I just sat there. As I'm done screaming, I'm just staring at the screen. I'm watching the Jets dog pile on Xavier Gibson. And I'm just staring. And there's no, there's no little yellow bar popping up at the bottom. There's nothing. The screen goes to all zeros and final. And it says Jets win. And I'm screaming. I come out of the fucking briefing. I'm pounding on the doors. They're opening the fucking slider. I'm screaming through the fucking hallways. I get down to my post. And the sergeant's like, what? the fuck is wrong with you? And one of the lieutenants comes up and he's like, oh, well, I'm Aaron Rodgers. I said, undrafted rookie free agent for the fucking touchdown, sir. That's what the fuck happened because he's a salty <laughs> ass science fan. And he's like, okay, I didn't know that, but no, I was legitimately asked because he's been at work. He was at work from 3 to 11, so he didn't fucking see anything. And he's like, I was legitimately asking. I was like, oh, it's a ruptured Achilles and we're fucked. But we won today. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'll deal with the depression in 24 hours, but I'm taking the next 24 hours fucking victory god damn it it's it's bittersweet uh and and i think robert griffin the third the next morning said it perfectly we won the battle but we lost the war yeah it's uh... it, it, it's just so and and i get it i don't like the fact people are automatically writing them off they yeah. automatically drop them on the odds of winning the division or the the super bowl I get it. The aspirations for Super Bowl now has to go from we're going to Super Bowl to we got to win week by week. I get yep. that. Yep. I get that. But to completely write them off when we still no. have probably the best defense in the league, we still got all our weapons. We just need Zach Wilson to not be the Zach Wilson of the past. My only concern and one of the big, so multiple points to all of this. A, my respect for Robert Salah just skyrocketed in that post-game fucking presser where he came out and, and just said it. He was just like, yeah, no, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers tore his fucking Achilles. He didn't say those exact words, but he's like, look, we know what happened. We're just waiting for MRIs to confirm it. You know what I mean? So, like, to just address it point blank like that, I got a lot of respect for, number one. Number two, no, I don't think this is a death knell for the Jets. But what does concern me 
is, yes, the Jets have a great defense, but individual players had to play the highlight of their lives, and the Jets still won in overtime, barely. We're talking highlight of their lives as in Jordan Whitehead got his entire season's incentive of three interceptions for a quarter of a million dollars in one game. And I'm not trying to shit on Jordan Whitehead, but that is playing for your life. That dude hit a season incentive in one game. That is Thank you, Josh Allen, because Josh Allen played like shit. Josh Allen was just throwing the ball, hoping that things would land and step on. Like, you can't do that to our defense. No. Our defense is not going to allow that. That's what I'm saying is, is Whitehead had to play for his fucking career. And then Xavier Gibson pulls out the play of his life, of his entire existence. And I hope he has more of those in him. I hope he has a, an amazing career. But as an undrafted rookie free agent, that kind of return is a play for his fucking life. So these players, like multiple players had to have games of their lives and the Jets still won in overtime. Now, this isn't against the Bears. This is against one of the better teams in the league. I appreciate that fact. But it does concern me that we had to have that level of insanity. Garrett Wilson had to pull out a catch of the year, and it's week one, and that might go down as the singular catch of the year by the end of the season. All of these things had to like happen outside of the ridiculous for the Jets to win. That scares me going down the season. Because how many of those games, how many of those plays, how many of that karma do you have in you? You know what I mean? Like, that's my fear is that we had to play to such an insane fucking level in order to get this win. We play the Cowboys next week, who might have as good, if not slightly better of a defense than the Jets. Dak Prescott's no fucking scrub no matter which way you want to slice it. You know, they still have C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup's no fucking scrub either. This is not a team that we should be taking lightly. So, I'm, I'm just, I'm not... It's- it's it's hard. It's hard. Um, like I said, the 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 thoughts of 12, 13, 14 win season, that's out of the water. That that's not going to happen. Yeah. But we can still make a playoff. We can I still make that. a playoff run. Are we gonna make it to Super Bowl? Unless Zach Wilson has learned enough from Aaron Rodgers. Probably not. But we can make a playoff run. Aaron Rodgers is already hinting that he will come back. Oh, he is he not going said, to go out like he this. Didn't hint. Did you see that Instagram post? He straight yeah. said, he, fuck that. I'm not done. This is he's, not, he's not going out like that. No. He's not. We can still make a, a decent run. Um, uh, at... Aaron Rodgers is not going to be away from the team. Now that's what I he's, want. He is going to be on the sideline at some point. With a with possibly even Salah said it. If he wants a headset, we'll get him a fucking headset. That's he will so- be in Zach Wilson's ear. He will be mentoring this kid from the sideline. He will be saying, "Look, this is what I see, and this is what I would do. If you don't see or do what I'm telling you right now, get rid of the fucking ball. Yeah, that's to see another fucking play. That's the one like silver lining to all of this, right? Is Aaron Rodgers didn't die." He's just not on the field anymore. And yet, that's a huge hit. But he's still in Zach Wilson's corner. He's still in Zach Wilson's ear. Zach has to go out there and make the reads. He has to go out there and make the plays, for sure. But when you have that level of coaching, Nathaniel Hackett, who, again, still not going to sit here and talk up and say all of these things and yada, yada, yada. But you have Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, who are both on the same page, 
now in this kid's ear, probably the most consistent and best coaching that he's had his entire football career. I'm hoping that we start to see, like you said, we we saw him throw the ball away, which is a massive improvement. Yeah, he made a terrible read against Matt Milano, but we've seen everybody. Everybody makes a terrible read now and then. It can be washed away. He threw the one interception, and that was it. Yes, the Garrett Wilson touchdown. He threw the ball too far upfield, and it should have been a back shoulder catch. 100%. But we did see improvement. I saw a little graphic before we hopped on about Zach Wilson's, you know, all the passes that he completed. They were mostly off to the left, and they were mostly short. Now, obviously, they game planned that for him because they didn't have a game plan for him. So they were like, fuck it. Just get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and don't fuck this up. That's fine, but he completed it. He did yeah, he went 14 he for did. 21 yep. with 140, 45 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. It, it's not going the, – the, the playbook for him is not going to open up right away. No. You have to keep no. it short and simple. Yep. And like you said, get the ball into the playmaker's hands and just let them do what they can do. That's not all you got to do. Don't turn the ball over. Hit your slants. Eventually – They'll start caving in on them shorts, and we can hit them over the top once in a while. But just get the ball on them quick slants, them quick five-yard routes, them bubble routes. Let Brees Hall, let Dalvin Cook, let Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard use their speed and their muscles and their height to do everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing with the coaching that I would say I wasn't, like, that caused me concern was the end of the game, you know, on, on the final field goal drive that we had in regulation – they go for it on fourth and inches. Awesome. Love it. There's no tomorrow. You lost, Aaron Rodgers. You lost your Super Bowl aspirations. <clears throat> There's literally no tomorrow for you. Go for it. Sure. But then you start like that That final three before the field goal. It was some of the most conservative play calling I've ever seen. They did not want Zach Wilson to throw the ball <clears throat> at all. I get it. I get it. But if there's – you show me in one second that your balls are too big to hold, and then in the next second you're like, eh, we used up all of our good luck. Okay, never mind. I, I think I understand why they did that because we were already coming under the two-minute mark. So in Robert Salah's head, he's like, if we you know, hit a field goal and we play conservative and kick the ball off to them with a minute 40, there's no possible way they're getting down the field on our defense. No, and I get it, right? And that's, showing, that's trying to run out the clock and putting a lot of faith in your defense. I 100% understand that's the game he's playing clock and defense but i mean take the shot on first down you just got a pivotal fourth down you've been rolling you've been the stadiums behind you the momentum's behind you take the shot on first down take the garrett wilson one-on-one on the outside go get it i get that you don't want zach throwing this away but i don't know momentum's on your side you're fucking you, you know what i mean like you just hit a pivotal fucking play let's sling this thing let's go for the win that's my only I get it, right? You're playing to your strength, which is clearly your defense. I just, as the season wears on and your defense is out on that field more, which as I'm assuming they're going to be, I just, they're going to get tired. Is that really the path we want to go? Is this conservative, let's play defense game? I get it. Salah's a defensive coordinator. I understand that's his thing. I just, I don't know. I would have preferred to I don't think it's going to be what they do every time. Like you said, they didn't have a game plan for Zach Wilson. Right. To, and be, to be in this situation. That's a major portion of it is 
look, we don't really have, like, you just stepped into this thing and you've been doing okay. Let's not put the weight of the world on your shoulders just yet. I, I respect that. I do. I just, just they're saying I transition to this conservative, don't play to win kind of thing. That's all. They're, they're still trying to figure out when, when, when he's going to get this surgery now. They're saying he's going to go to the doctor that did Kobe Bryant's Achilles surgery. Um, okay. who, who's like one of the, probably the best in the nation. Um, I'll donate mine. How, I'll donate both of mine. I don't need them. Fuck. Who knows how long it'll be until he's on the sideline. But I just want to say, during the preseason, it was Aaron Rodgers calling the plays for Zach Wilson when he was in. It wasn't Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Rodgers was calling plays to, to Zach. So as soon as we can get Aaron Rodgers back on the sideline, being able to coach this kid, I think he will be a lot better than he was in the previous years. Having Aaron Rodgers just being able to be like, look, this is what I see in this formation. This is what I, he's in his ear. Yeah. He's not going to be calling the audibles and the type of throws that Aaron Rodgers would be doing, but he's in his ear telling him, if you see this, do this. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like I said, that's the silver lining is at least he's still with the team. He's still going to be on the sideline. I guarantee you he'll be in a headset. You know, so to have that coaching and mentoring, you know, hopefully we'll see Zach progress throughout the season. We've already seen a small step forward. Um, just obviously, as, as every Jets fan feels, there's a wave of mixed emotions. Yay, we won. Fuck, we lost Aaron Rodgers. There's, there's a lot going on right now. So... Um, but yeah, and our next five games aren't easy. I mean, we got the Cowboys, we got to play KC. Uh, uh, the Patriots are mixed in there. We got the Patriots in Denver, which I'm not too afraid of those guys. Um, neither am I, but they always play the Jets, or at least the Patriots always play the Jets tough. We got the Eagles, you know, and then we start getting into the easier part of our schedule. We got the Giants, and then you know, a couple other teams going into the later end of the season, but. These next five weeks are going to be rough. Yeah. They're, they're going to be rough. That's the gauntlet for Zach Wilson, for sure. And this, honestly, part of me feels bad for him. He gets drafted by a Jets team that's, like, still unable to mentor quarterbacks, still unable to coach, going through, like, three offensive coordinators. He finally gets a mentor, gets to sit and finally learn, you know, maybe, you know – get the coaching and and the training that can revive his career, if not in New York, maybe elsewhere, and then get fucked, kid. <laughs> get fucked. You're right back in there for one of the hardest five weeks of the NFL, of, of anybody's schedule. Get fucked, buddy. Because you're about to fucking play a defense that shut out the Giants, and I know I'm not sitting here saying the Giants are some offensive powerhouse, but that just embarrassed the Giants. Like, functionally embarrassed a group of 53 grown fucking men. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so... In MetLife the night before. In MetLife the night fucking before. So, God, I feel bad for him. Now, uh, I I will say at, at the same time, MetLife needs to do something about their turf. They're one of the worst turfs in all of football. I think MetLife single-handedly has handed out the most injuries to players ever the turf is horrible at MetLife it was a a walking hazard it soaked up so much water it it's it was just hard MetLife's turf is horrible 
Well, you know, the NFLPA is, is calling for all grass across all stadiums. And like oh, you seen Roger Goodell's bullshit-ass vanilla answer? Yeah. It, or, it's harder to maintain or some shit like that. Hey, I, 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 Roger Goodell, he's he, he needs to go. Yeah. He won't ever go because he protects the rich white man that owns yeah. all these teams, but he needs to go. His vanilla stupid-ass responses to half yeah. this shit, like, it, it just it doesn't make sense. Oh, no, no, that's what it was. I lied to you. His response was, well, some players like it because it's faster. What the fuck is that? Fa- Who cares if people like it because it's faster? We're talking about injuries here. We're talking about protecting. If you want to put it in, in terms of profit and loss and not actual human beings, fine. I can play that game. We're talking about protecting your investment. Aaron Rodgers on the Jets is a massive, like, coming into this season, doing the hard knocks. You guys put money into this investment. You guys forced the Jets to be on, on hard knocks because of Aaron Rodgers. And now he's hurt. You've lost a major piece of your fucking investment, and you're, oh, well, players like it because it's fast. Are you retarded? Do you know how now Jets' prices for tickets, I guarantee you, have plummeted because the Jets' hopes have plummeted? You have lost a major piece of your fucking investment, you dumb son of a bitch. What are you doing? I, I get it. Turf, you don't have to maintain. You don't. You don't have to maintain turf. But is it that hard with the billions of dollars that this organization, this entire conglomerate of the NFL has – to give some people a job? You know how many fucking landscapers I can find for you? Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to put grass on the field and tell people cut it, water it, and line it up with some white fucking paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 2023. The the We'll call it agricultural sciences we have available to us. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, see, okay. it's stupid ass. Like, oh, well, you know, we got to do research and bring in the experts with the cleats, the type of cleats and the turf. And shut the fuck up with that bullshit. Yeah, it's it's all about money. And they think with the fucking short term and not the long term. They see up front, it's going to cost them, let's say, $100 million just for fun. Or they don't want to pay $100 million. Okay, but in the long run, you're protecting Aaron Rodgers. You're protecting Dalvin Cook. You're protecting insert player who's ruptured their Achilles or torn their ACL here. These I've said it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They like the turf because it's easier to maintain. And then when your guys get hurt because you don't give a fuck about the players, it gives you an excuse to not pay the man. Yep. Oh, well, you just tore your ACL. Are you really worth the $100 million contract? Yep. Now we're going to cut you. Sucks to suck. Yeah. No, I get you. But you'll hurry up and rip off the turf and throw down grass for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, outside of that, obviously there's a week one matchup that I want to talk about. Thursday night, Lions-Chiefs. What a game. What a game. We, caught, we covered the second half of the game. Lions over the Chiefs, 21-20. How do you feel about it? I, I mean, I picked the Lions to win that game. I picked the Lions to win that game. Travis Kelsey was out. Mm. I'm not as afraid, and I've said it before, I'm not that afraid of the Kansas City offense. Their running backs aren't good. Their receivers aren't Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, and Dumb Boys anymore. 
Like, you got Travis Kelsey, and then you got Kadarius Tony. And don't even get me started on that motherfucker. Did you see? He got bullied on Twitter, deleted his Twitter, and then when the Giants got a 40-piece hung on their head, he tried to troll them on Instagram. Shout out James for that TikTok, by the way. But what a fucking coward. You can't delete and run away from Twitter just to try and bully somebody on Instagram, you bitch. Get the fuck with, over with three, You had more drops than, uh, than Jordan Whitehead had picks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pathetic. That's like, absolutely- you cannot, like, that just doesn't make sense that you think you have the right. First of all, the Giants never did anything wrong to you. They yeah. just traded you. That's it. They just It'll- traded you. Yeah. They didn't do anything wrong. with Mind you, you still got a tattoo on your back of New York yeah. from when they drafted you. So you so you look like an idiot right now. Talk about foolish. Yeah. So you, you think you have the right to go out on Thursday night, single-handedly cost the Chiefs the game. Oh, yeah. And then come back and try to troll the, the team that drafted you? Yeah. That's a bitch move, Santa. It's a bitch fucking move. Like, I'm surprised Andy Reid hasn't fucking reined you the fuck out and bent your ass. Well, we don't know if he's playing next week yet, so we'll see. We'll fucking see. But I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not that afraid of the Kansas City's offense that anymore. I'm really no. not. No, you've, you've been saying that for a minute, and I was still like, nah, but you got to be kidding. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter who he plays with. I did not foresee the level of stone hands that could potentially be. Like, I'm so mad at Sky Moore because, you know, I've been touting him. Yo, Sky Moore's got that breakaway speed, but and just, oh, terrible. The whole offense just, Patrick Mahomes is out there doing Patrick Mahomes things. You can't fucking throw better balls than he did. And I get it. People are like, oh, but there are some balls that floated on him and that were behind receivers. Yeah, it fucking happens. But the Katarius Tony pick was right off his fucking hands in front of him. Like, what are you fucking – this is a one-point game, and that drop was six points. So if you do the math, you carry the one, uh, it's fucking Kadarius Tony's fault. <laughs> I mean, if that if that's just a normal drop that goes to the ground, then this game, obviously, by mathematic purposes, the fucking Chiefs win. If that's a catch, by mathematical purposes, the Chiefs fucking win. If you know what I mean, like it's and it's, I hate this. This oh, the Lions won, but it's an asterisk. Shut the fuck up. Lions no, won. The Lions still won. The Lions, the Lions won. won. They deserve the that. Lions went out there. They played great defense against an offense that's usually putting up forty fucking points. Mm-hmm. They played great defense. They ran the ball. That Gibbs kid is going to be a baller. That gets and popped. that man has not even hit full. They told him he hasn't even scratched the surface of how many touches he's going to get, of what he's capable of even doing. Yeah, that, this Lions team is going to be the real deal. Oh, for sure, for sure. I still have faith in the Lions winning the North. I still have every ounce of of faith possible in that team. I still think the Chiefs will be okay. I don't think one game is enough for me to completely write them off, but. It's going to be interesting going forward because you can't just rely on Travis Kelsey the whole time. Somebody else has to do something. Um, let's see another week one matchup. Do we do we want to talk? I know I know that you're still half a Giants fan. Do we want to? Uh, do we want to talk? What, about- what is there to talk? I mean, okay. So speaking on that, Chrissy had brought it up to me. Was it that the Giants 
are just that bad? Or is Dallas actually a really good team? And this time I had to tell her, I said, look, the Giants got some shit to fix. Yes. But Dallas played. Yes. Dallas is a good team. Now, the offense didn't really have to do much because everything no. came from the defense. Yeah. But we can, we've seen what Dallas's offense is capable of doing. And they, was, they haven't even hitting, like I said, they didn't even do anything. This Dallas team is, is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's half and half, right? Yes, I do think the Giants are pretty bad. I don't think they're shut out by 40 bad, but I do think they're not that great. Like, yeah, they have Saquon. You'll never get me on the Daniel Jones train. Um, I like Jalen Hyatt, but who do they have? Jalen Hyatt, Wandale Robinson. Uh, Hodges. He's always dealing with fucking leg injuries. So who do we who – do, and, and on that defense, what do you really got going on? For oh, you? the defense, I'm so sus because they got two rookie corners – yeah. Um that's what I'm saying. So the front yeah. line is the fr- their front line is nice. That front defensive front is is nice, but the, the, I question the corners in the secondary. I question the linebackers. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, yeah, do I think they're bad? Sure. I think they're sub 500 bad, but I don't think they're shut out by 40 bad. I also on the flip side think the Cowboys are that good. Now, I'm not often one to do something like this. But especially in this game, when Giants fans watched Michael Parsons play, it should have been a flashback for them because that kid is Lawrence Taylor incarnated. That kid is absurd. It's wild how he plays and his intuition and just innate football knowledge combined with his just ungodly built-in-a-lab physical skill. That it, he, is, he is Lawrence Taylor without cocaine. Just imagine him coked up. That'd be fucking stupid. But no, the defense is, I think Diggs is that good. I think Michael Parsons is that good. I think uh, that front uh, defensive line is that good. I think everything about the Cowboys is good. Their offense doesn't jump off the screen to me. I think Dak Prescott is good. I don't think he's elite. I love Tony Pollard. I think he's great, but I don't think he's elite. I think C.D. Lamb is on the edge of elite. You could argue great. You could argue elite. And I agree with pretty much either argument. Um, uh, Michael Gallup is a B, B-plus player. You know what I mean? They have Deuce Vaughn, who I think is like a B, B-minus, you know, backup to Tony Pollard. So they've got a good offensive line. Probably a great offensive line. Probably one of the better offensive lines. I'll amend that. So their offense, I'd give an overall, like, B-plus. And their defense, obviously, like a fucking S-tier rating. You know, yeah, I think they're that good. I think they're good enough to beat any team in the league on any given Sunday. I think they are good enough to 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 win any game, even if it's by a point. I think they can win any game, any matchup. So, But at the same time, we've seen this story where yeah. they start off the season great, and by the time cold weather starts to kick in, they're back to being a 500 ball team. Yeah, playoff football is the downfall of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, so yeah, they can play like this and go to a. I easily see 15 and two, 14 and three, 16 and one. If we're being crazy, easily see 
that style of season. But as you said, we've seen this story before. Come the playoffs, we'll see what kind of team we've got. That Or they've got, I should say. So that's all. I've got one more notable matchup from week one. We've got the browns Bengals. Joe Burrow, first game since signing his mega fucking deal. And, oh, my God, that was ugly. Yeah. I, well, he, he's one in five against the Browns. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but he, he plays so horrible against the Browns. Yeah. Um, I think they lost one offensive lineman to a season-ending injury or something like that. So That's they're already, right. you know, back one little thing. Uh, offense was not great. Defense was not great. They'll rebound. This is another team where they start off slow, kind of like the Chiefs, and they'll they'll heat up toward the end. Um, but you the Browns, host. man, the Browns are – they got a nice, a really, really nice defense. Deshaun Watson's starting to fit in with that offense and, and do some things. They still got Nick Chubb, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Elijah uh, Moore now. Ningoku. Um, this, this team is good. This team is good. Now that – Miles Garrett, I, I want to talk about. I seen this video where he's practicing Did you see that? his crossover on the center. And then once the ball strike just gives him the shimmy for a sack on Joe Burrow. Like that was amazing. First of all, like I obviously no one knew until after the fact that he was telling you exactly what he was doing. Anybody who saw that and was, oh, he's going to do a crossover move is stupid. Look, I thought he was just like, I don't know, like moving around. You know, you're in the zone. You're fucking, you're hyped up. You're ready to go. I didn't think he was legitimately like, hey, I'm going to cross you up. And he did. He comes out, hits the jab step, gets the center leaning, and then, yeah, right back to the other side into the sack. that's... <laughs> That is a level of get fucked like that you don't see often. I'm going to sit here and legitimately show you exactly what I'm doing, and it doesn't fucking matter. You can't stop me, even if I verbally tell you I'm crossing you over to this side. You're still getting fucked, and that's absurd. That's just insane. That's that's the Miles Garrett that everybody wanted him to be, that he showed in college. That is what we expected coming out of college. And he's yeah, no flashes of that. It's just not consistent. This defense probably will be a top ten defense this year. Um, yeah, they're they're sneaky, sneaky good. They got good corners, good safeties. Their front line's pretty good. It just depends on how far Deshaun Watson comes back to be the old Deshaun Watson and leads that offense. But that that, that Browns, the Browns, sneaky be with the Browns this year. Yeah, I think I think the Browns are, are going to be a competing team in the AFC for sure. Um, let's get on to week two matchups. Tonight, Thursday night, we have the Vikings-Eagles. I'm not going to go through all the matchups, just the interesting ones. Obviously, you got to show up to the Thursday night game. Uh, but Vikings-Eagles, Vikings last week lost. You know, the sun is going down, so it's going to be a night game tonight, obviously. Kirk Cousins, we all know, draws his power directly from the sun. He's like a fucking houseplant. He's like fucking Superman. Yeah, exactly. He needs the sun to be good. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the Eagles coming off of a shaky win against the fucking against the Patriots. They started that game off hot and then let the Pats come back, and it was it was shaky towards the end there. So what are we thinking? How are we looking on the Vikings? Are we are we scared for them? Are the Eagles gonna just completely clean this game up? What you think? 
the Vikings have some things to fix. Yes. Justin Jefferson is not going to stay with the Vikings. No. I don't think. No. They might try to give him a fat contract, and he might take it just for the money, but I don't think he's going to spend his entire career with the Vikings. No. The run game is different without Dalvin Cook. Uh, they're missing some offensive pieces. Uh, I do like that Addison kid. He is a baller. Um, yeah. Defense is, is shaky. Defense is shaky. Um, on the Eagles side, they are not the same Eagles team that they were last year. No. They are not. The run game is not the same. Uh, Rashad Penny didn't play. Swift barely touched the field. They started the game with Gainwell and and Scott. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, I, I I believe Swift and Penny will start taking more of the roles, but who knows? Um, A.J. Brown looked uh, pretty non-existent. Devontae Smith, I mean, it was just – the Patriots made them play their game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So who do you got? You taking the Eagles or the Vikings in this? I'm still going to take the Eagles because the Vikings just – they're a gun-slinging type of team. They're, they're a team that's just going to run up the scoreboard with another team and hopefully they can outscore you. But the Eagles still have a better defense. Yes. They still have some elite corners. They still got great linebackers. Um, all those pieces are still trying to gel. Obviously, they're all from Georgia. Um, yeah. Uh, but you you got to take the Eagles in this matchup. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagle Bulldogs, obviously. Uh, as you referenced, their entire defense is, is pretty much Georgia's defense. Um, so I, I've got for the exact same reasons that you mentioned. I mean, really, the biggest hitter that they have is obviously Justin Jefferson on Minnesota's side. I do like Jordan Addison, but I don't like Kirk Cousin when the sun goes down. That's just simply it. I don't even like Kirk Cousin when the sun is up, but I like him even less when the sun goes down. Um, so I've got I've got the Eagles, and I've got them by like ten or so. I don't think this is I don't think this is I don't think I think it's actually going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be mid twenties, maybe like a twenty eight twenty four type thing. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I I don't think it'll be that high scoring. I just don't love. I, I mean, I'll give I'll give them like fucking I'll give the Vikings like seventeen points. No, two tutties and a field goal, I feel like, is more than generous on my side of things. And I'll give the Eagles. I think they're going to score north of 27. Like I said, Eagles by at least 10 to me. Um, Obviously, I want to bring up the Jets and Cowboys. Uh, I know we referenced it before. Um, Cowboys coming off of a 40-point shutout where their defense just played ungodly. The Jets, where their defense just played ungodly. Um, And we got to go to Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. Um. Dallas is favored by nine here, obviously. Um, I got to look, I I refuse to bet against my heart. Uh, I'm taking the Jets. I am. I I refuse. I know that it's not realistic. I know that I'll catch plenty of hate, and that is fine. I've got the Jets. Yeah, I I believe, like I said before, if if Aaron Rodgers was to play, um, we beat the Bills, we drop 30 on their head, we go into Dallas, and we're the favorites. Easy. Easy. I wouldn't say. Well, I wouldn't even say easy. We're probably the favorites by like three or seven. Right. Um, now it's flopped because no Aaron Rodgers. It, a lot of people are going out saying Zach wasn't going to be running for his life. This is going to be another blowout. They'll probably treat it like how they treated the Giants. I don't necessarily agree. We still have the best defense in the league, and I'm standing on that. 
standing on it that the Jets have the best defense in the league. Cowboys aren't going to put up a 40 bomb on us. It's just nah. not going to happen. Nah. I hope and pray Zach Wilson starts to prove some people wrong. Zach I just Wilson's redemption game. I just hope he goes out there and has somewhat of a career year and can get us 10 wins. Let's get 10. I'll Let's be go happy. 10 and 7. I'll you know, happy. and a playoff push. I'm still going to go with my Jets. I I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I, I Something of the round, not quite of how it was against the Bills. Right. Somewhere in the range of like a 21-17. Yeah. Yeah, I see – yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing the Bills game all over again. I'm seeing a last minute fucking absurd play for the Jets win. Sauce Gardner pick six, maybe you know walk off pick six. Um, I see this just being a defensive fucking struggle, right? I see Zach Wilson playing like dog water. I'm not gonna lie to you. I see Dak Prescott playing like fucking dog water. I see Tony Pollard. I should probably sit him in the leagues that I have because I don't see him going anywhere against the Jets' dominant front line. Uh, I don't see CeeDee Lamb doing shit. I don't see Michael Gallup even, like, if he catches a ball, I'll be surprised. I see him having a stat line much like T. Higgins. over oh, you know. It was actually pretty funny fantasy-wise that the Cowboys put up 40 points, but the Jets' defense put up 20. Yeah. yeah so well, it's, it's pretty much going to be the same thing. Which defense – Makes the bigger impact. Yeah, that's exactly it. Is which defense is going to score more points? That's what this comes down to. Is whose defense and/or special teams can score more points? Uh, because I just, while I would love for Zach Wilson to have his redemption game, this is not it. This is not it. And this, this, I can tell you right now what Nathaniel Hackett's playbook is going to be: screens, curls, screen, uh, screens, curls, screens, and slants. I know I said screens twice because they're going to screen the ball a lot. And then it's just that's that's the passing game, and then it's going to be Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and Michael Carter. At if, every if Zach Wilson can give me two hundred yards, one or two touchdowns and an interception, I'll take it. See, I'm even I'm even setting the bar lower. If Zach Wilson can give me a buck fifty and no interceptions, I don't care about touchdowns. No interceptions, no turning the ball over, and a buck fifty. This is a success for me. That's how low my bar is against this defense for him, because this is a this is a big defense. This is a big game, and I just don't want him to be an idiot. That's it. That's all. That's all I care about is him not being a jackass. I don't care about hitting the deep bombs. I don't care about rolling out. I don't care about just don't turn the ball over. Get it into the hands of your playmakers. Let your defense go do this thing. I know we can't live on that forever, but in a game like this, we're going to have to. This it's defense versus defense. I mean, you can't sleep on Stephon Gilmore. You can't sleep on Diggs any, on these guys. Um, it's the yeah. same thing like with Reed and, and Sauce. These these guys are pretty elite corners. you you got to be smart in, in when you're passing this ball, and you got to be smart when you see that fucking big boy, Mike, Mike Parsons, coming coming towards you. Yeah, because he's gonna well, come to you. He's gonna come to you fast. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think screens are gonna be a big part of this game. I think Dalvin Cook. You know, if I if we could get him, most of those 150 receiving yards, I think we'll be in good shape. I don't expect much out of Jets receivers this week. 
that's fine by me. I don't care who, who wins the game as long as we win it. But that's I, that's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be whoever, who's ever special teams and defense can score the most. Because offenses I don't think are going to fucking do it this week. Now, if we pull out this win. The amount of shit. I, like, the amount of shit talking. Because both of our wives are Cowboys fans. The amount of shit talking. Yeah. Is gonna yeah. be if we pull out this win, they're going to start – I guarantee you every other expert analyst is going to start looking at us like, whoa, 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 whoa. We just bashed them after they won the Bills. What are yeah. you going to say now if we beat the Cowboys? It's going to be interesting to see the flip-flopping that goes on if the Jets win. Um, and if the Jets lose, of course, they'll be like, see, we told you, Aaron Rodgers, their season is done. They're, they're going to go 1-16. in 16. Ah. Um I'll, I'll take one in 16 if we get Caleb Williams. I'm so tired of USC quarterbacks. No. <laughs> no. Okay. We did that. Sam Caleb Darnold. Williams Mark is not Sanchez. Mark Sanchez or fucking Sam Darnold. No, I'm done with USC quarterbacks. Um, the only other matchup that, I, that really piques my interest in this week is Dolphins-Patriots. Dolphins are favored by three here, and we're coming off of Tua's probably career best game. Where, yes, he threw one, maybe two interceptions. I don't recall. I think it was only one. Uh, but had, like, fucking almost, what, 450 yards or whatever, 446, whatever it was. And fucking Tyreek Hill went off for a monster fucking game. Um, they're only favored by three, though, against a clearly fallen off Patriots team. How are we thinking this game's going to go? If the Patriots could beat them, I'll be happy. Because then at that point, even if the Jets lose, everybody's one and one in the division. I agree. Um, I agree. The J- Patriots defense is still going to always be the Patriots defense. But I still got to take the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins will win this game. Um, that connection between Tua and Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, they're like, it's just, it's phenomenal right now. And they've yeah. been putting up north of 30 points for a long time now. So unless they can keep them somewhere around 20 points, it'll be hard to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, look, while I will admit Tua had a great game, I'm still not ready to hop on the bandwagon with Dolphins fans about how he's so amazing. I won't do it. And the reason for that is that when they played the Chargers, the Chargers were in man coverage against Tyreek Hill. What are you doing? Sure, let's play man against what, yeah, you got over-the-top safety help, but let's play man against the league's fastest fucking track star. What are you doing? Why would you do that? Like, Brandon Staley, you fucking jackass. Can we, like, have some sort, like, hide our coverages, mix it up a little bit, stop running man against your inner track meet? Why would you do that with a dude who can qualify in the Olympics in a track meet? What are you doing? Brandon Staley is not fucking, um, oh my God, I forgot his name for a second. Bill Belichick. There's, I think Bill plays this game a lot smarter. I don't think we see the kind of numbers that we saw last week out of the Dolphins. Um, But I still take the Dolphins in this matchup, unfortunately. I just, while I do think they will be, it will be a much closer game. It's not going to be a shootout. Um, I do don't think I, I, there's just nothing on the Patriots offense that makes me go, yeah, they've got this in the bag or they can compete here. I just simply don't think they can. I think the, the Patriots defense is going to keep you relatively respectable around 
21 to 25 points. But I, I, I don't think their offense can score more than two touchdowns if they can score two touchdowns. So I, I hate to say it, but I do have the Dolphins in this one. Yeah. So that's that's uh, week one coverage. That's week two coverage. And us crying about the fucking Jets and how we're motherfucking cursed. You know, Joe Namath, yeah. I uh, don't mean this personally. It's just business. But, uh, you know. Whenever you want to. Yeah, whenever go, you want to go. Go towards me. the light, Joe. Yeah, go yeah. the light. Whenever you're 80 fucking whatever old you are ass wants to go meet fucking Jesus Christ or whatever fucking God you believe in, just just go do it. Because it is it is 100% sold now that you have sold your soul to the devil for a national championship and a Super Bowl, and now we are fucking cursed until you pass. So just go. Like, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for being the one thing that made the NFL what it is today, you know, for helping with the NFL-AFL merger and and the victory over Johnny U and, you know, woohoo, the legend of Joe Namath. But, like, just go. Yeah, (laughs) just your wings and fly. Let's go. What, that's what, 60 years ago? Just go. Yeah, I would like to not die before the Jets win another Super Bowl. Please and thank you. But, uh, we said what we said. Ooh.